bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Well, why don't you go around and wish a happy Palm Sunday. Just say Hosanna to somebody. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Well, you know, things have changed a little bit. Uh, when we were children, we used to go around the neighborhood with our palm branches and... Uh, uh, singing Hosanna. Uh, these days, I don't know which neighborhoods we'll go to, but um, we'll still say Hosanna anyway. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our King of Kings, entered Jerusalem in triumph to pursue his mission. And so today, all over the world, where Christianity is honored and Christ is honored, uh, people are commemorating the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. It signaled a very important step in the destiny of Christ leading to his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. He entered Jerusalem on a donkey to the welcome of thousands and thousands of people, as well as the anger of the religious establishment. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that story once again, and we're going to learn lessons on it for our lives. And since our theme is order, we're going to look at the story, the triumphant entry of Christ, in the light of our theme, my message is titled, Jesus, Our Orderly King. Jesus, Our Orderly King. What does the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem teach us about order? What can we learn about Jesus that we can apply to our lives so that we can be orderly in what we do. We're going to read Matthew's account from Matthew chapter 21, and I would read the verses 1 to 6. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. And for your information, Matthew is in the New Testament of your Bible, and it's the first book of the New Testament. All right? And we read these words. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you. And immediately you'll find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, 
tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. That is the aspect of the story that we'll be looking at today. And in this part of the story, we see Jesus in a very different light. We know Jesus as the Son of God. We know him as our Redeemer. We know him as a miracle worker. We know him as a great teacher. But in this story, I want us to see Jesus as an orderly person, the orderly king, and how he went about this important assignment that he had from the Father. How did Jesus organize this whole event? And uh, I believe that as we look at Jesus in that light, it will help us also prepare well for assignments that have been set before us. The first thing I want you to note in the passage is that Jesus was keenly aware of his mission. Jesus was keenly aware of his mission. When you look at the life of Jesus in the New Testament, you see a man who is in full control of who he is and what his life was all about. If you look at the passage we read, it indicated that what was going to happen had been prophesied. Jesus was very much aware of what his life was all about, what his mission was all about. And everything he said and everything he did pointed to a man who knew what he was about. Jesus knew what God had said about him. He was aware of all the prophecies concerning himself because Jesus himself is the word in manifestation. He was aware of his prophetic destiny, his prophetic purpose. He was aware that he had come not just to fulfill his own will, but the will of God expressed years before he was born. The prophets of old had prophesied about the coming Messiah. There were over 300 Old Testament prophecies concerning the Messiah. Jesus was aware of all those prophecies. The Bible says concerning Jesus in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 10, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy was critical to Jesus. He lived his life in the light of prophecy. He knew what God has said about him and he understood the import of every action he took. Jesus also had a sense of time and history. He knew when was the right time to do what had to be done. He knew the significance of each moment of his life and when he did so, he did so with a sense of history. Having a sense of history 
is knowing the significance of the moment you are in. For many people, it was another day that had dawned. For many people, it was another 24 hours given to them. But for Jesus, it was a historic moment. It was a moment that he had to do something significant for the kingdom of God. He knew that he had come to fulfill prophecy. Before he was born, prophets of old had said a lot about him. Some of the Old Testament prophecies concerning Jesus were thousands of years old. And although the words were spoken at the time, there was no date as to when they would be fulfilled. So Isaiah would give a prophecy, but Isaiah would not say that this will be fulfilled on Monday so-and-so date, or that will be fulfilled in the year so-and-so. There were prophecies thrown into time, but nobody knew the specific hour when they will be fulfilled. But Jesus had a sense of history and he knew that although these prophecies were spoken in time, this is the hour, this is the moment for those prophecies to be fulfilled. He had a sense of timing and of history. And the prophecy that he is fulfilling was spoken by the prophet Zechariah 500 years before Jesus. But Jesus knew on that day that this is the day when this 500-year-old prophecy must be fulfilled. He had a sense of timing and a sense of history. If we are going to fulfill God's purpose for our lives, we have to have a sense of timing and a sense of history. There is a time for every purpose on the earth. There is nothing more disastrous in life as doing the right thing at the wrong time. But Jesus did the right thing at the right time. He didn't go to Jerusalem the year before or the week before or the month before. He went at the right time. The final week of his life on earth, he entered Jerusalem because a prophecy had been declared 500 years ago and he knew the time for the prophecy to be fulfilled. For each one of God, there is a declared prophecy on our lives, but there is a time for those prophecies to be fulfilled in our lives, and we have to have a sense of timing and a sense of history to know this is the hour when God will fulfill what he said to me 10 years ago or 5 years ago or 15 years ago. A sense of timing and a sense of history. Jesus acted with intention and with purpose. He understood the symbolism of the moment he was in. He knew the meaning of every action he took. He knew what it meant to enter Jerusalem on a donkey. He knew how his actions would be interpreted. So he, he knew he lived with intention and purpose. He did not enter Jerusalem on a truck, although there were no trucks then. He didn't enter on a horse. He could have. He could have walked into Jerusalem. But he entered on a donkey because he was intentional about his actions and he was very purposeful. If we're going to live lives of significance, we have to be like Jesus. We have to be intentional about what you do. You can't just do everything just because it looks like you should do it. You have to be purposeful 
We have to be intentional. And that's the first thing we have, we see about Jesus Christ, that he had a keen awareness of his mission. He knew what his mission was. He knew what had been said about him. He knew what he was supposed to do. He possessed himself. He was in charge of himself. Jesus, our orderly king. The second important thing that you would note about Jesus that he did on that day, not only was he keenly aware of his mission, but he planned for his mission. He was not just keenly aware of it, but he planned for it. It's one thing being aware of something, and it's another thing planning for it. Jesus was a planner. As a matter of fact, when you look through the life of Jesus, right from his first miracle throughout his life, you see planning, you see carefulness, you see attention to detail, you see purposefulness, you see somebody who is deliberately, intentionally pursuing his life. Jesus planned for his mission. He was not just aware of it, he planned for it. He knew about the coming Passover feast. The feast was just about a week away from this moment. He knew he had to go to Jerusalem because for months he had been telling his disciples he was going to go to Jerusalem. The time has come. He has to go to Jerusalem. And the Bible says he had set his face to go to Jerusalem. He knew what was going to happen in Jerusalem. He knew Passover was coming. He had to go to Jerusalem. He knew he had to enter Jerusalem. And by the way, this was not the first time Jesus was going to Jerusalem. Right from his childhood, he had been going to Jerusalem. In his mission, he had gone to Jerusalem a couple of times. But this time, he was going with a purpose. And his entrance was going to be very different from every other time when he went to Jerusalem. And he planned for his mission. He did not just wait for events to overtake him. He did not hope that things would just fall into place. Well, the, the prophet said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to Jerusalem and I'll just wait here and somehow it will happen. No, he planned for what he was aware of. And how did he plan for his mission? He arranged for resources ahead of time. He arranged for resources ahead of time. Many times when we read about Jesus, we think that everything he did was a miracle. But there are quite a number of things Jesus did that were not miracles. They were just planning. Going for this donkey was not a miracle. The, the donkey didn't just materialize. Jesus planned for the donkey. He arranged for it ahead of time. He knew what was needed for the trip to Jerusalem. The prophets had said that he would go to Jerusalem riding on a donkey, not on a horse. Now, usually when you read the scripture, you find that Jesus moved from one place to place walking. Most of the time he walked from one place to, to the other. Other times when he had to cross lakes or rivers, mostly lakes, uh, he went with a boat. Once he walked on water. So the movement, the vehicles we know Jesus used were walking and boating. Walking and boating. He didn't do donkeying. He just did walking and boating. But on this particular day, 
he had to change his mode of transportation because he couldn't walk to Jerusalem because it was out of tune with prophecy. So, well, when it came to walking, he had feet. So he didn't need to prepare for feet. He had feet so he could walk anywhere. When it came to boating, a couple of his disciples had boats. Peter, Andrew, James, John, at least the four of them had boats. So I will assume that any time he used boat, Peter, James, John, Andrew supplied boats. But he is now going to use a donkey. And nobody in his team had a donkey. So he had to arrange for the donkey ahead of time. He had to plan for the resources. We are not told how he got the resource, the donkeys. He might have bought them. He might have rented them. He might have leased them. He might have negotiated them. Or somebody might have donated them. We don't know. But he arranged for the means of transportation ahead of time. And that's a very important lesson for us. That even when we know what our mission is all about, when we know what God has said to us, we have to learn to plan ahead of time. And we have to plan with a keen understanding of what we need. We have to think ahead of time, plan ahead of time, and we must give ourselves enough time to get the things that we are looking for. Jesus planned ahead of time. When I read the story, the impression I get was that this was really probably a personal arrangement he made. It seems as if none of the disciples knew that he had prepared for a donkey and where the donkey was going to be. He had made personal arrangement for those donkeys and he had determined where they should be placed. Jesus, very orderly, very methodical. And not only did he arrange for resources ahead of time, he knew where to find what he was looking for. He knew where to find what he was looking for. I like how the scripture uh, records this incident. It says, Jesus said to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied. The impression you get is that Jesus walked with the two disciples to a place that is very close to where the donkeys are, and he says, go to the village opposite you. Now, you can't be 10 miles away and tell people, go to the village opposite you. If you say, go to the village opposite you, it means that you can see the village. You know where it is. It is directly over there, and he can point to it. Jesus had arranged for his resources, and he had placed it in a place where he could find it. You know, has it ever occurred to you where you arrange for something, you put it somewhere, and you can't find it? And you say, well, I know I got it. I know I bought it. I know I planned for it. I know I went ahead. I know I, I have it. It's somewhere here, but you can't find it. Now, if you arrange for something and you put it in a, in a place you can't find it, it is as good as you didn't get it in the first place. Jesus did not just arrange for it, but he placed it where he could find it. 
in modern terms, you would say that Jesus had a great filing system. He placed his documents where he can find them. Have you ever been looking for documents you can't find? Some of you have things you bought. You can't find where you put them. Jewelry, you can't find where you put them. Money, you can't find where you put it. Letters, you can't find where you put it. Important documents. You arranged it and you lost it. But Jesus... Not only did he have a sense of his mission, not only did he arrange for resources ahead of time, he knew exactly where to find what he's looking for. He knew it. And so he took his disciples and pointed to them, go to that village opposite you, and when you enter, you're going to see a donkey and its child tied. He knew the condition of his resources, that they will be tied. He could have said, you will see a donkey. And probably there were many donkeys, but he told them exactly where the donkeys would be and exactly the condition in which they would be found. Jesus was a planner. He was very methodical. He knew where to find what he was looking for. And he knew the condition that they would be in. When we look at Jesus Christ, many times we only see Jesus, the miracle worker. And you know, many times we believe that everything will be done because there's a miracle. Jesus could have said, let there be a donkey. And there would have been a donkey. He could have said, in Jesus, well, not he would say in Jesus' name. <laughs> but he could have commanded a donkey and there would be a donkey. He spoke and things came into being. He could have turned Stones into donkeys. He's almighty. But how could such a powerful person plan? And plan with such detail and meticulousness. So those of us who follow him, we can't do less. We can't say we believe that God will make a way, but we don't plan for the way. We believe it will be well, but we don't plan for it to be well. We believe that God will give us money, but we don't plan for it. We believe God will give us a good marriage, but we don't plan for it. We believe that God will help us raise our children well, but we don't plan for raising our children well. We believe that there will be a breakthrough, but we don't plan for a breakthrough. We just believe it. Jesus believed he was going to go to Jerusalem. He believed he was going to go with a donkey, and he planned for it. Is there any lesson for us to learn? Yes. There are tons of lessons for us to learn. The miracles will not be a substitute for planning. You have to plan. You have to work your life. You have to be systematic. Because our Lord himself, who could make all things, according to John chapter 1, all things were made by him. And without him, nothing is made that is not made. Yet he planned. And don't go and tell me, well, pastor, you know, I believe those donkeys, they, they just manifested. They didn't just manifest. If they just manifested, they would have manifested wherever Jesus wanted it. But they were tied in a specific location because they had been arranged for, they had been planned for, and they had been filed. They were filed. The donkeys were filed. 
properly documented, archived. <laughs> they were tied so they wouldn't move. Because if you didn't tie them, those donkeys would go, well, we're tired of moving, staying here, and just move somewhere. And what will happen if the disciples went looking for donkeys that have not been tied? They'll go through the whole village looking for donkey. But this one has been filed, secured, archived, and put in a safe. So it wouldn't walk out. It could be retrieved when it was needed. I just hope that we will plan our lives the way Jesus planned his life. He delegated responsibility with specific instructions. In planning for his mission, he delegated responsibility. Jesus had arranged ahead of time for the donkeys. But he delegated people to go and fetch the donkeys. And not only did he, you know, if you look at the last days of Jesus, he, it, it looks as if he took charge of a lot of significant things. The planning of the triumphant entry, the last supper, he planned for it. He arranged for the room and he just told his disciples, go out there, there's a room ready, get it ready. He planned for all of that. He didn't want any mistakes. This was too important to his mission for, for somebody to just change it. I can imagine if, if Jesus told Peter, uh, you know, go and arrange for a donkey. Peter would say, oh no, I don't think the Lord needs a donkey. I think he needs a horse. And he would have brought a horse. But Jesus didn't want these important aspects of his life mis, misinterpreted and misplanned. So, he delegated the responsibility with specific instructions. Look at the instructions he gave to them. The village, where the village is, it is opposite you. What kind of animal it is and where they will be found. If you read the other gospels, it says that they were in at a junction, at a particular junction. They were tied and he told them exactly what to do. Specific instructions. What are the lessons we learn in that? When you want people to do something for you, you have to be specific about what you want. Don't leave things to chance. We have to be specific about what we want. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.